No, that's so There's true. No Hi, this is Chelsea, Emma, and Julia, and we're Friends on Art. Okay. Yes, yes. We met in grad school getting our MFAs, and now we're taking you along on our adventures to galleries and museums in New York City. Just artists talking about why they love art. Come with us to see Women and Penguins, a show of paintings by the artist Matthew Maloof at NAMAD Contemporary. If you'd like to see images of the work we talk about, you can see them on our Instagram at friendsonart or on the gallery's website. The first painting we look at is called Untitled from 2024. It's acrylic on canvas. Reference to the Matisse painting of the dancers in the MoMA. I don't know if that's the correct name for that painting. Um, dancing, dancing. dancing ladies. Yes. Yeah. And there's five of them. And this painting is five penguins. I guess I've just I've been traveling through this exhibition, sort of wondering if it's super sexist or if it's not. I guess that just has been kind of my. I've been wondering the same. Thing. Primary like. I'm going back and forth between yes and no. Did you read the press release? Yeah. I read, did you read it? No. The press release, I don't know. It, it is kind of funny because he's like, I thought maybe I would start painting women because they're so everywhere in the, in the <laughs> art world. Like, like, I think he used to mostly paint men. Yeah. And like, all his paintings are really different and weird and like, different from each other, I mean. And I don't know, it is kind of funny to be like, maybe I should try women. Like, <laughs> and maybe I should just try penguins. You know, like that's kind of how it read. The painting we're standing in front of is bright blue painters. Do you know the blue? It's cobalt. There we go. <laughs> and a green that is also hard to explain. It's like a... Not pastel, because it's still vibrant. Green. That is a tough green to mention. It's like probably closer to like a sea foam. A very vibrant green mixed with white. Mm. And that kind of creates the land. And then there are, as we mentioned, five penguins. All of this is painted very matte and simple shapes. Not a lot of details. The most details in the pink of their eyes. Oh, in fact, it's pretty much the same colors that uh, Matisse uses. In dance. And even the orange mm -hmm. of their little flippers are the same color as the color of the women's bodies. The eyes look like like um, headlights, like car headlights or like boobs or something. Yeah, the eyes all look like breasts to me because their pupils are light pink. And the shape of the eyeball is also a very, very light pink. I just like, like the way it looks, but I don't feel any meaning from it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when looking back at the Matisse painting, I'm trying to make comparisons. Like in Matisse's, I don't think you see eyes. I mean, of course you see their boobs <laughs> and different forms that their bodies create but in this yeah we're kind of struck with the eyes also looking like boobs but we're also being are we confronted by them are they looking at us there was also are they staring a, into space yeah there was a note 
he wrote about wanting to make beautiful paintings just because they're beautiful mm -hmm. and how we don't have conversations like that as often anymore in contemporary art. Hmm. I, you know, I see the why he would choose Matisse because of Matisse's involvement in Favism as a movement which was more about how art makes you feel or aesthetic beauty, beauty or aesthetic choices over like a really meaningful content. But I wonder if, because that movement has passed and is so far in the past, if this adds anything to like contemporary dialogue that's meaningful or interesting or adds anything to dialogue around women <laughs> and nature that is important or interesting. For me, it doesn't. This is like the first painting, weirdly, that we've seen in our ex escapades <laughs> yeah. that I feel like I would have this in my house. Because of, as an aesthetic, yes, it's I, very, like you want to own the image. Yes, like yeah. I, I feel like I can look at it every day and be like, I love those colors, I love yeah, those shapes. Yeah. Like it's not offensive It to feels the really eye. happy. Yeah, it's kind of happy. It's, and it's cute and like... <laughs> like I would actually love to have like if I had like a mansion I'd put that like in the kitchen and be like I love that painting <laughs> penguins 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 have you guys heard Benedict Cumberbatch say penguin penguins penguins <laughs> there's a video of How him in it? a documentary and he's like penguins 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 like it does yeah we'll play a clip maybe Here's a clip of Benedict Cumberbatch saying penguins. Freshwater stream through the forest makes a handy highway for a parent penguin heading home from the fishing trip. Some, some of the paintings are like reworkings of art historical paintings, like with, a, you know, a naked woman placed in or like just reworked, like there was a naked woman. But, but some of them are just picked, he picked the penguins. Right. And then it, but it's not really clear why, and maybe, and maybe also, like, there is no reason. Swans in the paintings oh. instead of penguins, and so I thought of Leda and Zeus, that myth, which you know he's probably referencing in the like two or three swan and woman paintings there are. But there's actually not that many paintings with both both women and penguins in them. Why is that so hard to say? Penguins <laughs> are weird. You know, they're, they're awkward, weird. and I don't think we typically relate women's bodies to penguins, but you do to swans, you know? Yeah. Are we meant to, do you think? Like, think well, about... he changed all the women you out have to. penguins you in this painting, so you have to think about it, yeah. yeah. Are you insulted? No. No. I mean, I'm probably I'm... more like a penguin than a swan, to be honest. <laughs> I'm not insulted. I'm, I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> I relate. This next painting is called The Legionnaire. It's from 2024, and it's oil and acrylic on canvas. Yes, yes, perfect. Okay. I, and this, I think, is my least favorite one in the show. The woman with the gun? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the woman with the gun. I mean, kind of Big head, yes. weird big hands. Yes. Thank you for mentioning Dana Schutz because a lot of these are reminiscent. Yeah. For me, really big of women. some of the ways like, she paints. Yeah. Not like wet into beautiful. wet. Mm -hmm. Wet, wet into wet. She's holding a rifle and has like a old school army helmet on, but she's completely naked. So she has all the tools for war, but is completely vulnerable and wearing earrings. I think. <laughs> 
and smiling. <laughs> it's, it's strange, it's strange. It also has a lot going on. Like it's pretty muddy. It has like a lot of clumps in it. It has really bright colors jam packed together. It has a bold frame. And then it also has kind of some like, you know, like references to war. She's kind of like body, like she's got like a, a like a uh, wave in her like bleached perfect hair. It's like almost like from the golden yeah. age of Hollywood vibe. And then she, her nipple is just like huge and pink. Uh, the, the composition and the use of materials don't bother me at all. The subject matter, I can't tell if it bothers me because I'm having so many conflicting things happen to me where I'm like, new wave feminism, body positivity, let's get women in the fucking military, but I'm a pacifist. And then I'm like, look at her big ugly head. And then I'm thinking about white women actually having so much power. For me, it's like a- It's just thrown out It's all. like a very, I know, it's like everything. <laughs> that I like think about pretty often. So I actually think I like it. But I'm thinking like, who does this artist think this woman is? Like, does, is this like his idealized sort no, of- No, I think this is a critique about America. Like for me, this is a, a critique about the United States. Like that's, that's how I read this. <laughs> you had a heavy sigh, Julia. <laughs> hard to take in. <laughs> I, like, I truly the last painting we'll look at is called Cave Dwelling Nymph. It's from 2024 and it's oil with ceramic plates on canvas. In this one, we have to talk, we gotta talk about the plates, y'all. I know. <laughs> I was kind of avoiding the plates because they were sort of eluding me in terms of creating a metaphor i was like i don't know so yeah we haven't mentioned that the artist has glued sh like shattered plates to a lot of these paintings that he'll either paint on or leave exposed with like a goodwill price tag on it that is dated and um they range from like a dollar to one of them is like 48 dollars. but i think that wasn't from goodwill because that would be crazy um but it's i think it's kind of interesting that it says the date like, I actually liked that aspect. I really like the way that they're adhered to the canvas. Normally, I see things attached to paintings, and I'm never too impressed. But there's this one plate that's, like, globbed on with a huge amount of weird gum glue. And it, it worked for me. Yeah. I like, I like when you're not, like, disguising, trying to disguise the method with which you did something. Like... You're just like, yes, it's glue, or yes, and then and show it to everyone. Yeah. Okay, so this is a woman in a, what is that, a, a canyon? canyon? A woman in a canyon, sort of like reclining nude, but she's embracing a huge penguin. Kind of like blanket spirit <laughs> below her. Julia, you didn't see um, The Da Vinci Code, the movie, but me and um, Chelsea watched The Da Vinci Code together, and I'm having a moment, like, so there's this moment in The Da Vinci Code where, like, what's his name? He plays Gandalf, Ian McKellen, Sir Ian McKellen. Yeah. Sir Ian McKellen is describing to Tom Hanks that in the background of... <laughs> 
the Last Supper, there's a V shape behind (laughs) Christ and like what he's calling Mary Magdalene. And how it it creates, it's a symbol of the womb. Yeah. (laughs) So in this painting, there is a huge, very similar symbol, you guys. The mountain and the sky in this painting create a V, which for purposes of continuing your metaphor, Emma, (laughs) is the womb. But she is kind of enconced in the womb of this mountain and then is holding this penguin by her womb. I am a little bit unsure about the plates. Like Mm -hmm. sometimes in some of the paintings, the plates are interesting. And then in others, I'm like, what the fuck is this plate doing? I mean, it's a shattered domestic tool, like, from the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little bit like, does he think that this is... But the... they're also s- ceramic, right? Like, made from the earth. He's shattering women's domesticity. <laughs> mm. I don't even know if we could say that, no. though. No. Because um, every woman fragile. in these paintings is objectified as fuck. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's thinking is... of it as a mosaic. broken pieces coming together i don't know it's hard to julia i feel like you would have the best take for this for some reason (laughs) it feels so random like emma said i like i'm really having a hard time making sense of it i kind of pulled us away from we were like talking about the embrace of the penguin or maybe we were about to but i think we should like because this is you know the intersection of the two subjects of the show so it's women and penguins (laughs) what does it mean when they enter each other's worlds. Women and penguins finally united. <laughs> and also there's an element of time. That I was, I, that's what kind of uh, fascinated, me, fascinated me about the plate <laughs> is that you can kind of get a sense of the time of the painting because the plate was labeled like when it came into Goodwill and then it was bought sometime after October 6th, 2023. But then it was also applied to the painting like sometime after that Mm -hmm. I don't know I kind of like that but I don't know what it means and I also don't think it's really like adding anything to the painting Mm -hmm. and global warming global warming 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 having a hard time (laughs) I'm curious what you guys think of just like his painterly qualities how like the hands are painted how the face is painted how the back, like the landscape is painted, the color choices. I'm curious what you guys think of that. I'm not too moved by the quality of the paintings, really at all. And if it were a comment on undoing some of the higher art qualities of painting, I would say it's almost successful, but I don't really think it is that. That's the aim of the artist. I'm not super intrigued, by the way. Like, Dana Schutz's use of paint in maybe some similar forms is far more interesting to me. It seems more intentional, too. Yeah. And I just, like, it just seems like he doesn't know how to use solvent. And that's an artist burn. (laughs) (laughs) Like, there's, it's really, like a, like a, you know, like a radio DJ (laughs) button that's like, artist burn. And he doesn't even know how to use solvent. Okay. <laughs> it's 
girls. Like <laughs> I like the way they're painted because they're it's so like I, I like when people paint like I don't give a fuck about the rules. Should I not curse in our podcast? I, know, I don't know. This one's bringing it out of me. <laughs> I think people I know it's not a children's podcast. That's true. This is not a children's podcast. <laughs> well, if that wasn't obvious from all the like naked ladies and sex encounters that have already been that, in the yeah. paintings we've talked about. I don't know. Maybe we are just like very undecided about this work, which is very fine. Yeah. And I keep, I'm like imagining like, all right, if the artist was standing at this painting right now, how would I talk to them about this painting? And it feels really difficult because I I think (laughs) mainly I just have questions. I just have a lot of questions (laughs) because when you you just, when you call a show women and penguins (laughs) and then you show these like wild narratives yeah it's hard to piece together but then you put swans and plates in it too as a really big important part yeah and geese well what do we think penguins could symbolize that like for instance a goose or a swan couldn't well, that's what I, like, swans are loaded. I mean, there's so many paintings of Lita and the swan, mm-hmm. and you engage with that metaphor immediately when you paint with that. So, but if he wanted to free himself from old metaphors and overused allegories, why use Matisse's Dancers, which is probably the most overused painting? Is, is, is the penguin perhaps an unexplored bird like that's in I, in painting that's what i think he said and i, I agree with that that's why like, put it back in these narratives when if you're gonna make something new yeah like maybe like say something new maybe to confuse us yeah it's working yeah. i'm confused <laughs> i like this idea yeah. like whether or not it was his actual idea i like the idea of being like art is so loaded with like stories and symbols and like you know you know when you're in class and it's like, well, that rose means this, yes. and a rose. If yeah. if a woman's handing a rose to someone, it means it's her virginity. Yeah. Right. So oh, to be right. like, what what objects what or animals in art have not yet been applied a meaning? Yeah, mm. that's a that's lovely fun. concept. Yeah, and I think starting with that is lovely. Like if it was just penguins, I think I'd be way more into it. Yes. But he picked like women, the most overused <laughs> subject. In yeah. painting, and then penguins, the most underused, maybe we could argue, and then yeah. snapping them together. What do we get? That's a fun idea is like yeah. something that has no meaning in art, and something that yeah. has so much meaning yeah. in art. And like, yeah, what is throwing them together? Yeah, and then Create. throwing all these different inspirations together, like Olympia and Matisse. And I mean, I'm getting like Hilma off Klimt from the oh, yeah. Black Swan, and like, I feel like you can see all these different inspirations in different styles of painting and it's just like what does it mean when all these symbols are just put together <laughs> does yeah it lose all meaning i think this was a good show in the mix of the shows we've done where it's challenged us and made us stand in front of art pieces that are harder to engage with mm-hmm. um and made us i mean i really like thinking about the combination of penguins and women like i think that's interesting yeah, yeah. i don't have any like solid ground to stand on about it but I enjoy thinking about it if you do if you're a listener and you know a lot about women and, and penguins and those are your two specialties comment us send us an email send us an email we don't have an email but send it yeah send us an email <laughs> alright I'm gonna 
If you'd like to check out Women and Penguins, it's open through March 16th. Friends on Art is Emma Castor Dudzik, Julia Hembry Smith, and Chelsea Sundy. This episode was edited by Emma Castor Dudzik. Our theme music is by Charles Castor Dudzik. <laughs>